Cable news, noisy, boring, out of touch. That's why Salem News Channel is different. We keep you in the know. Streaming 24-7 for free. Home to the greatest collection of conservative voices like Dennis Prager, Jay Sekulow, Mike Gallagher, and more. Salem News Channel is unfiltered and unapologetic. Watch anytime, on any screen, at snc.tv and local now, channel 525. Welcome to the Georgine Rice Show podcast. This program was originally broadcast live on 93.9 KPDQ. We hope you enjoy the show. Well, good afternoon and welcome to the Friday edition of the Georgine Rice Show. This afternoon, we'll take the first two segments to talk about some of the headline news from the day or two that we've been away from the mic covering the news and the lighter side of the news in the second half of this first hour. And then the Christian Outlook. This week, we'll feature Joni DeBrito. She's with Focus on the Family. She'll talk about a disturbing report from the CDC outlining the epidemic of depression affecting U.S. teen girls. We'll also uh, share the conversation I had with Pastor Greg Allen of Bethany Bible Church here in Portland about what lessons can be learned from the Asbury events and other renewal movements across the country. And we'll hear from uh, Pastor Alistair Begg about what the church should be doing in the midst of All of the cultural change that we are witnessing, that's coming up in the second hour in today's Christian Outlook. First, some of the day's headlines. Newly released video shows the moment the Russian fighter jet collided with the U.S. drone. So far, the Russians have denied the event ever took place. Well, a middle school in Utah's Nebo School District gave sixth grade students disgusting insects to eat last week as part of an English assignment on climate change, claiming it would save the environment from cows, which were killing the world, according to one mom. Middle schoolers loved the ew factor. Many of them gave bugs a try, and even a few staff members did as well wrote the school. The Spring Canyon Middle School said about the uh, March 7th assignment, many thanks to our English teachers for creating fun and engaging lessons, end quote. Well, bugs were purchased from a commercial site that is safe for consumption, the district said. Well, the mother of one of the students, Amanda Wright, told Fox News she believed the kids were being subjected to indoctrination into a dark climate change religion. She challenged the school's principal on the assignment after her daughter was found um, rather uncomfortable with the whole affair. They couldn't wake her. A University of Georgia student is hospitalized after experiencing a brain hemorrhage while on spring break in Mexico, according to those who knew her. Liza Burke, a UGA student, that's uh, Georgia, was in Cabo San Lucas with a big group of friends. Uh, She, um, this was her last spring break, when she complained of a headache at breakfast. A few hours later, her friends called the doctor because they couldn't wake her. She was immediately rushed to the hospital where she was diagnosed with arteriovenous malformation, or AVM, which caused her brain to hemorrhage, according to the doctor writing a description on the GoFundMe for Burke's medical needs. The Mayo Clinic describes AVM as a tangle of blood vessels that irregularly connects arteries and veins, disrupting blood flow and oxygen circulation. The exact cause of AVM is unknown, and it's rarely hereditary. Burke is currently on life support, according to the doctor. The White House on Wednesday took aim at House Republicans for playing partisan games, for holding a field hearing on the ongoing border crisis, and accused them of failing to support border funding requests the White House had made. 
Elizabeth Warren has been seen with Vice President Harris after failing to endorse a Biden-Harris ticket on a radio program. Utah became the latest state to enact an anti-abortion law on Wednesday after Governor Spencer Cox signed legislation preventing abortion clinics from obtaining new licenses in the coming months. The law eliminates the procedure altogether at health clinics in 2024. The move encourages... um, I should say the move comes amid a push by states to determine their own abortion laws after the U.S. Supreme Court overturned Roe v. Wade. An Oregon high school has pulled a suggestive class assignment asking students to write a short story about a sexual fantasy after backlash from parents. Health class students who missed coursework at Churchill High School in Eugene were asked via Canvas, an online learning management system, to complete a 10-point assignment titled Fantasy Story. For those students who were absent, you will write a short story of a paragraph or two. This story is a sexual fantasy that will have no way of passing on an STD. Parents were not pleased. Axios parted ways with reporter Ben Montgomery after he referred to a roundtable event hosted by Governor Ron DeSantis, the governor of Florida, as propaganda. The reporter is no longer with Axios. One of, uh, out of respect for our employees, we do not discuss conditions of departure, the editor-in-chief told Fox News Digital. Montgomery was in the news this week after Florida Department of Education communications director revealed uh, how the Tampa Bay reporter responded to an emailed press release regarding a roundtable discussion on divisive concepts such as diversity, equity and inclusion initiatives, critical race theory and the impact that these concepts have had on Florida high education institutions and the students that attend them. The NYPD is being criticized for axing the physical test in their effort to attract more women to the force. And Gavin Newsom lobbied and then praised the White House for bailing out Silicon Valley Bank, but neglected to inform the public he greatly benefits from that deal. San Francisco Board of Supervisors has approved a draft for $5 million reparations payments. The um, Board of Supervisors voted unanimously on Tuesday to accept a draft plan from the city's African-American Reparations Advisory Committee that would pay out a one-time $5 million payment per qualifying person. I'll take this opportunity to announce I'll be moving to San Francisco. New York Democrats are sparring over Governor Hochul's budget proposal. New York is still in the process of attempting to sort out its overly bloated budget for the fiscal year, but it's not going well. Governor Hochul submitted a draft budget six weeks ago, but the state legislation, or rather legislature, has been bogged down, beset with infighting over the details. One of the chief complainants uh, from the legislators, and many of you will uh, find this hard to believe, is that Hochul has drifted too far toward the center since winning a full term of her own last year. Uh, with that in mind, the um, amendments that are currently being filed to push the, uh, the governor further back to the left are budget-busting and eye-opening. Air Force job openings include DEI managers paying $180,000 a year. This woke initiative is certain to make our enemies fear us, some predict. The Biden administration is pressuring Chinese TikTok owners to sell their shares. The administration is demanding that TikTok's Chinese owners sell their stakes in the video sharing app or face a possible U.S. ban of the app, according to people familiar with the matter. The move represents a major shift in policy on the part of the administration, which has been under fire from some Republicans who say it hasn't taken a tough enough stance to address the perceived security threat 
from TikTok owned by Beijing-based ByteDance Limited. TikTok executives have said that 60% of ByteDance shares are owned by global investors. Stocks plummeted after a Swiss bank cut funding. The Dow Jones Industrial Average fell on Wednesday as concern over a banking crisis spreading to Europe pressured the the, uh, broader market. The 30-stock Dow ended 280.83 points. The Dow at one point was down 725 points, and the S&P 500 briefly gave up all of its 2023 gains. Antifa blocked and then attacked attendees at Charlie Kirk's speech at UC Davis. Charlie Kirk gave a speech last night or that night at UC Davis, and as you'd probably expect, he was not welcomed by all. A group of protesters, some of them dressed in black block, tried to prevent students from entering the building, vandalized the outside of the building, and smashed a bunch of the glass doors. Two people were arrested for graffiti, and one police officer was slightly injured when someone reportedly jumped on his back and knocked him to the ground. Vice President Kamala Harris' husband equates parents in school board meetings to Nazis. Vice President's uh, husband, Doug Imhoff, he drew parallels between divisions that he uh, that have flared up at school board meetings with the hatred that led to the Holocaust. Wow. Imhoff, who is not really helping his wife, who has made combating uh, anti-Semitism a top subject, made the remarks while recounting his recent trip to Eastern Europe during a discussion with Simone Sanders, a former aide to the vice president. The Bay Area is looking to ban gas appliances except gas stoves. And Libya has misplaced 2.5 tons of natural uranium. Now, where did we put that uranium? Can't quite find it. Well, Trump is clearly worried about DeSantis. A Trump-supporting super PAC has filed a complaint against the Florida governor, alleging that he is in violation of campaign finance laws by running a shadow campaign for the 2024 presidential race. Of course, he hasn't announced that he intends to run. President Biden and Democrats' SVB hypocrisy are being called out. Several leading politicians, including Joe Biden and Chuck Schumer, are among the many primarily Democrats who were lobbied by and received funding from the collapsed SVB Bank, uh, which is redundant. It's Silicon Valley Bank. Uh, While they um, may not be directly at fault for the uh, collapse, Biden's decision to bail out the bank deserves greater scrutiny. And finally, adversaries are teaming up with military exercises. Russia, China, and Iran have teamed up to conduct military drills in the Gulf of Oman, according to China's defense ministry. You're listening to The Georgine Rice Show. Quick break. We'll be back in a moment. You're listening to the Georgine Rice Show podcast. It's aired on 93.9 KPDQ. Hey, welcome back. You're listening to the Georgine Rice Show. Coming up for the next two segments of this first hour, we'll take a look at the lighter side of the news, and I've invited James Blend to join me for that. And then the Christian Outlook. This week, I think you'll find it quite informative. That's the word I want. While erasing women at an all-women's college, Hillary Clinton's alma mater, Wellesley College in Massachusetts, one of seven historic women's colleges dubbed the Seven Sisters, has effectively voted to make it the Six Sisters. On Tuesday, students at Wellesley voted to allow transgender males to be admitted to the school. And while the student referendum is non-binding, it appears that it's only a matter of time before the school adopts it as policy. James O'Keefe is back after a rather sudden and ugly split from Project Veritas, the undercover journalism company he founded. O'Keefe uh, promised that it would not be the end of his journalistic endeavors. Pentagon videos show a Russian jet dump fuel on a U.S. drone. 
and the cost of student loan forgiveness to taxpayers is nearly double the initial estimate. Inflation fell to 4.6% in February in producer price index, rather, and the Senate advanced a vote to repeal the Bush-era war authorizations that led to the Gulf War and the invasion of Iraq. And the New York legislature rejected the governor's budget as not being expansive enough. Republicans are planning to turn up the heat on Mayorkas after the Border Patrol chief's bombshell testimony. And the World Health Organization is warning of a silent pandemic of antimicrobial resistance from infections caused by deadly pathogens that doctors are not able to cure because of a lack of novel agents. Well, that's according to an early release of special presentations at an online pre-meeting of the European Congress of Clinical Microbiology and Infectious Diseases on April 15th to the 18th in Copenhagen, Denmark. Boy, sorry I'm going to miss that. Antibiotic resistance is one of the major concerns in modern medicine today, said Dr. Aaron Glatt, chief of infectious disease from Mount Sinai South Nassau Hospital on Long Island, New York. A Florida lawmaker who's pushing for some employers to foot the bill for gender detransitions fired back at President Joe Biden after the president criticized Florida policies about children with gender dysphoria. Last year, Florida implemented measures banning puberty blockers, cross-sex hormones, and surgeries for children with gender dysphoria and classroom instruction on gender identity for grades kindergarten through third. Biden called the policy cruel and close to sinful during a Monday interview. But it amazes me, said the uh, the senator, that he is advocating for children that cannot go to an R-rated movie without an adult um, uh, present. Um, and he's allowing them to make adult forever life-changing decisions that they may never be able to reverse. Florida is looking out for children while Joe Biden is looking out for the radicals, end quote. Well, hanging it up, Los Angeles Charger safety Nasser Adderley. He's announced his retirement Thursday after four seasons in the NFL. He's 25. Adderley, who was drafted in 2019 by the Chargers in the second round out of uh, Delaware, made the announcement on social media where he called playing in the NFL a dream come true, but added that he could no longer continue at the expense of his peace of mind. One of the world's largest financial institutions teetering on a full-blown crisis has a Chinese Communist Party-linked individual on its risk management team. On Wednesday, Swiss bank Credit Suisse um, valued plummet value rather plummeted nearly 30 percent, forcing trading to be abruptly halted midday after it acknowledged in its annual report it had material weakness and its largest investor, a Saudi state-run bank, said it couldn't provide additional assistance, citing a regulatory issue. A bill in the Florida legislature aims to make it easier for law enforcement to penalize drivers cruising in the left lane. House Bill 421 makes it punishable by fine to remain in the farthest left lane or the fast lane on any road, street or highway with two or more lanes heading in the same direction with a posted speed limit of 65 miles per hour at least. Well, the bill said in part that a driver may not continuously operate a motor vehicle in the furthermost left-hand lane except when overtaken and passing another vehicle when preparing to exit the road, street, or highway, or when otherwise directed by an official traffic control device. Hmm, something to consider here.
President Biden's budget proposal for fiscal year 2024 includes a whopping $1.9 billion for the Bureau of Alcohol, Tobacco and Firearms and Explosives, a massive increase of millions of dollars from the previous year's budget. The proposal comes as the ATF faces increased scrutiny over its efforts to further regulate firearms, which includes the implementation of multiple controversial rules, such as the banning of stabilizing pistol braces, a zero-tolerance policy for federal firearms dealers, and rules cracking down on ghost guns. Border Patrol is on track to encounter a record number of suspects on the FBI's terror watch list. And reporters erupted on White House Press Secretary Jean-Pierre over President Biden not taking questions from the press pool. San Francisco is being ripped for suggesting black residents received $97,000 for 250 years. And a Biden health official believes changing children's genders will soon be normalized. A program in Oregon giving rebates for buying or leasing electric vehicles has become a victim of its own success. The state has temporarily suspended rebates for a year starting in May because too many people are applying and the program is running out of money, according to a report by The Oregonian. Over 60,600 EVs are registered in the state. Janet Yellen assured the Senate Finance Committee that the U.S. financial system remains sound. Well, the Treasury Secretary told members of the Senate Finance Committee on Thursday morning that the American financial system remains sound despite two recent bank failures. I can assure you, the members of this committee, that our banking system remains uh, sound and that Americans can feel confident that their um, deposits will be there when they need them. Well, the GOP House Oversight Committee released the third Biden family member allegedly wrapped up in the shady Chinese business dealings. Hallie Biden, the widow of President Joe Biden's son, Beau, who was identified as the third Biden family member who allegedly received money, a million dollars, transfers from the associate John Rob Walker after he received a $3 million transfer in 2017 from the Chinese State Energy, HK Limited. The records show Haley Berry... Or, Haley Biden, rather, received $35,000 over two transfers in 2017 from the Biden family associate John Rob Walker after he got $3 million on May, uh, March the 1st, 2017 from State Energy HK Limited, a firm affiliated with CFEC Chinese Energy. Charlie Kirk weighs in so saying, so a Chinese energy company sends $3 million to a Biden family business associate two months after Joe leaves office as vice president. And then his daughter-in-law, Bose Biden's widow and ex-girlfriend of Hudden Hunter Biden, his other son, mysteriously starts receiving incremental payments. No suspicious, not suspicious at all. Poland is the first NATO member to send fighter jets to Ukraine, and the GOP is outraged as President Biden's border chaos cost taxpayers $130,000 a day. Republicans are fighting to protect Second Amendment rights through a new Senate bill. Senate Republicans introduced legislation Thursday to codify the Supreme Court's 2022 landmark ruling protecting the Second Amendment right to self-defense, holding that any gun control law must comply with the nation's history dating back to the founding. And Democrats' support for Palestine or the Palestinians has hit record highs while Israel's support has plummeted. For the first time in decades, Democrats' support for Palestinians passed um, support for Israel, increasing by 11 percent over the past year to 49 percent, while the party's positive view of Israel declined from 40 percent to 39 percent.
You're listening to The Georgine Rice Show. We're going to take a quick break, and when we return, we'll take a look at some of the lighter side of the news, so stay with us. You're listening to The Georgine Rice Show podcast. It's aired on 93.9 KPDQ. Well, good afternoon and welcome back. You're listening to The Georgine Rice Show. I have, in a weak moment, invited James Glenn to join me to take a look at the lighter side of the news. And since I've already invited him, I guess we have to do the next two segments. Welcome, James. I'm not sure what was the weaker moment, you asking or me accepting. <laughs> it was a moment of weakness on both our parts. At least we're able to admit our weakness. <laughs> hey, I have to ask you, you're a basketball fan, correct? Yep. What do you think of Douglas Fur? He's the new... Oh, mascot yeah, number Fur. two. Yep. Well, for those of you who don't know, Portland Trailblazers' new Bigfoot mascot, whose name is Douglas Fur, has received some pretty mixed reviews from Portlanders after his big reveal. That was during Tuesday night's game at the Moda Center. Um, several reactions to the uh, big lug. Your thoughts? Yeah, I, I think I would say that I'm kind of in the middle. It, it, there's nothing. There's nothing about him that makes me go, "Woo, that's cool." And, uh, you know, there's really nothing that I go, oh, my gosh, I severely dislike this. But, it, yeah, it's just kind of meh. Well, Douglas Fur is a beanie-wearing Bigfoot in a plaid shirt. He stands seven feet tall, and they tell us that uh, the blazer or blaze, the trail cat, isn't going anywhere. The two are going to team up during games to cheer on the blazers. I, I just, is Douglas Fur really necessary? I, I kind of see him as the the uh, was it Oliver the character on the Brady Bunch that they added towards the end there to kind of and it's like why why are they there? Yeah, they br- he brings nothing to the table and just I, so to me it just lumbering. seems like kind of bla- it's Blaze's show out there. I mean, if you've been to a Blazer game, it's all about Blaze when it comes time for you know in in arena in a, entertainment and to put somebody out there that isn't Blaze and you know. If you look at him just the right way, he's a little creepy looking. <laughs> well, um, the other thing is he's huge. And how is he going to do anything except well, kind of lumber like, out and lumber back? Oh, there we go. Okay, there we go. I remember um, going to a uh, Star Wars convention when I was uh, when Verity was younger and she and encountered somebody in Chewbacca. a Chewbacca costume. About the same height, same build as, as mm-hmm. Douglas Fir. And she freaked so I'm kind of wondering what the effect on kids at the games are going to be. A seven-foot hairy thing is kind of could be off-putting to younger children at the game. I was off-put, and I'm far from being a young child. Yeah, but you're not also, nearly you know, as off-put as your outfit today. Well, you know, it's a special day. It's St. Patrick's Day. you got to wear green. Yes, but did you have to wear that thing? Oh, Grogu? He's got a Grogu hat, a Grogu shirt. He's got shoes that have Grogu on it. It's just everything about him. He knows I, I'm creeped out by that little creature. The, the little baby Yoda. Yeah, whatever. He's so cute. Perhaps wow. in another dimension, another universe. All I just know not in is mine. I have never, I mean, I've met a lot of people that have seen this character. You are the first person I know and the only person I know with Who has disdain. good sense. Yeah, if that's what you want to, <laughs> if that's what you want to call it to sleep at night, sure. That's that's what I choose to believe. Okay, I got another one for you: ranch flavored ice cream. I sent this to you. Hidden it's, Valley yeah. ranch flavored ice cream. If you've ever wondered how ranch dressing and ice cream might taste together, and who's ever wondered that? I ask myself. Well, you may have the chance to find out. Your thoughts? Now, I need to be careful about this because a couple of years ago, I went off on a rant about ranch dressing. 
and then found like packets of ranch dressing in my desk for months afterwards <laughs> left by coworkers. So I need to be a little bit careful how I portray this because I don't want that again. I like ranch dressing on my salad. And there are a couple things like, you know, veggie salads that are good to dip in ranch. I, I am not one of those persons that, that think, hey, ranch is great for everything. Let me dip my French fry in it or something like well, let's that. Let's put chocolate syrup on the ice cream. Yeah. Well, but Van Llewellyn. This is beyond yeah. disgusting. Van Llewellyn is known for its uh, unconventional ice cream flavors. They teamed up with Hidden Valley Ranch and they're launching this ranch flavored ice cream, the garlic powder forward. They're calling it the Garlic Powder Forward line will be available at select Walmart stores starting March the 20th. It's um, uh, it's a nod to National Ranch Day, which is celebrated on March the 10th. So they're a little late. The company is uh, also set to announce other new flavors on Monday. I'm not feeling it. No, you know, we, we've a lot over the years, we've brought in a lot of different interesting products to try on the air. Nope. This, this ain't on my list. This I got to be honest. Be well, what about this one? A German ice cream parlor has expanded its menu with a skin-crawling offering cricket-flavored scoop with dried brown crickets on top. The unusual confection is available um, at Thomas, I think it's Mike or Michael store, uh, in southern Germany ta- in, uh, of Rottenburg, according to the Rotten news agency. Berg. Yeah, Rottenbug. Uh, They have a habit of creating flavors that are far outside Germans' typical preferences for strawberry, chocolate, banana, and vanilla ice cream as well. Well, in the past, they've offered liver sausage and gorgonzola cheese ice cream, as well as gold-plated ice cream for four euros. I'm a very curious person and uh, want to try everything, says the um, owner and producer of this concoction i've eaten a lot of things including a lot of strange things and crickets were something i still wanted to try also in the form of ice cream Uh, that he can now produce the cricket flavor is due to a european union regulation that allows the use of insects in food have you have i know you've eaten a lot of exotic foods over the years have you had cricket no I was a scorpion. I've had a small scorpion, but that's about as close to a bug as I'm going to get. I was offered cricket because they serve it up at the Mariners Ballpark up in Seattle. You can mm-hmm. get, I think it's fried lime cilantro uh, crickets. And one of the guys who was sitting in front of me, who I didn't know who he was, but he went and got one on a dare. He ate one and then just started offering them to everybody around him. And I'm like, well, that gives me a hint that maybe these aren't great. But they sell out every time they sell well, them. Well, if they're deep fried, I mean, you can deep fry anything. You can yeah, deep you fry can. a gym shot sock, and most people will find something about it that they like. Uh, I'm I'm just not there yet. No, I, I'm not there. I I I just politely declined. Well, Reese's peanut butter cups are getting the vegan treatment. The Hershey Company said Tuesday that Reese's plant-based peanut butter cups, which go on sale this month will be its first vegan chocolates sold nationally. A second plant-based offering, Hershey's plant-based extra creamy with almonds and sea salt, will follow in April. The chocolates are, chocolates rather, are made with oats instead of milk. Uh, Hershey's has experimented with vegan chocolate before. It sold an oat-based chocolate bar, um, Oat Made, I guess was the name of it, in 2021. But the new products will be the first sold um, throughout the United States under the plant-based label there you go yeah i'm i mean i wouldn't i those kind of things it's kind of like i'm willing to taste it if you hand it to me but i'm not going to spend the three or four times what a regular one costs to try it out i'll just have a regular chocolate and eat a carrot in the other hand exactly 
neither neither the two. And if I forget be. the carrot, so be it. There, <laughs> another day. Well, a man who a prosecutor said broke into a UK industrial park to steal almost two hundred thousand chocolate Easter eggs has pled guilty to theft and criminal damage. They Did said they think two, there were real eggs? No, he just yeah really these days the price of eggs these days yeah um uh, the the 32 year old used a metal grinder to break through a gate at an industrial park in central England, uh, then used a stolen semi truck to tow away a trailer loaded with Cadbury cream eggs and other chocolate goods worth about 3,100 pounds or 38 thousand dollars. So this is a big deal. I mean, I could eat that many, but I wouldn't steal them. That's what I'm trying to say. Well, the police tweeted on Monday that the uh, that shortly after the break-in, officers stopped a vehicle, presumably um, purporting to be the Easter Bunny on a highway, and arrested a man on suspicion of <laughs> of theft. He was pretending to be the Easter Bunny, but he didn't have a costume apparently. Okay, He's driving away. Now, I admit I would be interested in in getting in there myself, but not to steal the eggs because I I just really want to see if. Uh, the commercials are right all these years, and that is a little bunny laying those eggs that you see in the TV yeah, I'm, commercial. Yeah, I'm pretty sure they're... So, I mean, that I, that I kind of want to see, but otherwise, dude's got egg on his face. Well, and everywhere else, yep. it would appear. Well, here's an interesting culinary uh, taste. Italian espresso machines are a hit at the World Baseball Classic. Old-time baseball players would be appalled. Italy's dugout at the World Baseball Classics comes outfitted with an espresso machine, and it's getting lots of attention. We're kind of shocked, actually, because this is something in Italian culture that's sort of like water. I mean, coffee would be uh, right after water, says Italy's manager, Mike Piazza. Well, Piazza said that he was content with an espresso machine in the dugout, but dissatisfied with coffee. Um, The coffee was being served in a paper cup and not a ceramic Cup. I guess that's a big deal. So they decided to put an espresso machine in with the appropriate uh, accoutrement so that you could drink it like a real Italian. There you go. And then there's this, also out of Italy, olive oil in coffee. Okay. It's a new Starbucks line. It's a curiosity even in Italy. We'll tell you more about it when we come back, but we do need to take a quick break. You're listening to The Georgine Rice Show with James Blend. You're listening to the Georgine Rice Show podcast. It's aired on 93.9 KPDQ. Hey, welcome back. You're listening to the Georgine Rice Show. We're winding our way through some of the lighter side of the news. James Blend has joined me to do just that with a hideous Grogu cap on. But as an adult and a professional, I'm overlooking that and we're moving forward. I mean, you're literally overlooking it because you have to look over the monitor to see me. So, uh, yeah, it's just it's really disgusting. Putting olive oil in coffee. Well, it's hardly a tradition, even in Italy, but that didn't stop Starbucks interim CEO from launching a series of beverages that do just that. Why? The coffee olive oil concoction, echoing a keto-inspired trend of adding butter to coffee, only with a sugary twist, has provoked both amusement and curiosity among Italians. Uh, an Italian food and wine magazine called the mixing of olive oil with coffee a curious combination, but said it was reserving judgment, having not yet sampled the drinks. It did praise featuring the um, staple of Italian kitchens as a main ingredient, not just a condiment. The magazine also noted the health benefits of consuming extra virgin olive oil, which some Italians do habitually straight from the bottle. Uh, appeal to you, not novelty? Well, I'm, not a, I'm not a coffee drinker anyway, but I mean... it. 
I wouldn't, I, you know, if you if you dared me to try it, I probably would, but I wouldn't purchase it. Yeah, I'd imagine it just has a little oil slick on the top. You wouldn't notice it necessarily. It's just a spoonful of sugar to get the medicine down. I I don't know. Hey, if it makes it, if it make, you know, if it makes the coffee taste better and less like coffee, I'm 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 well, okay with that. You but, need you a know. quarter cup of sugar and a cup of milk to make that happen. Yep, pretty much. And a little sprig of olive oil. Well, humankind is best friend. Um, humankind's best friend stole the show at the um, New York Fashion Week. Apparently, the inaugural Catwalk Fur Baby Fashion Show on Friday during New York Fashion Week. This was actually a week ago. The event brought together designers, models, and rescue animals for a day of fashion and fundraising for animal welfare organizations. Ten models wearing outfits designed by the likes of Nicole Miller, Victor D'Souza, Brooke Wilder, and others graced the runway with their four-legged companions. Oh, how cute. Not Dr. Christina Rahm um, from... CEO of DRG Ventures, the event's uh, lead sponsor, who has three dogs and a cat, uh, manages various brands, including a couture luxury pet and human fashion line. We started thinking, it seems to me it was the absence of thinking, but that's just me. What are we doing for animals? And my husband, Clayton Thomas, his family, we're, vet, uh, we're veterinarians, so we decided we really got to do something for animals, she says. She created a supplemental line and protective clothing line for animals who could care less. I wanted them to look fashionable, so we did a couture line as well, she said, backstage ahead of the fashion show. So the dogs took to the catwalk, and they were quite the hit. The dogs took to the catwalk. Uh, yes. Here's what I want to know. It, it benefited, you know, these these charities. But what about the charities for dogs that are forced to be dressed in clothes they don't want to be dressed in? Yeah, humiliated and, by and, strutting you know, their stuff. You know, so the, the Society for Protecting Animal Dignity. Uh, you might want to start one. Yeah, I mean, that's the thing. I, I'm, You know, listen. I, I'm I'm not as against animals as you are by any means. I, I'm not I, against I, animals. Let me no, just clarify. I'm not against animals. You just don't want them anywhere near I you. I just don't want to be near them. And we just have an agreement that you stay in your little pen and I'll stay in mine. I just, you know, it's one of those things where it's kind of like I, I like letting a dog and a cat be a dog and a cat. There you go. Uh, I mean, I recently saw somebody walking around wearing a matching outfit with their animal. Oh, dear. I'm sorry. I just I, read an article where just a wrong. couple named their baby after their dead dog. Sometimes oh. it just goes a little too far. Poor Fido. Oh, wait. Is that, <laughs> that was the, the baby. Yeah, exactly. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> yeah. Poor Fido. Well, for the first time in three decades, speaking of Fido, the U.S. has a new favorite dog breed, according to the American Kennel Club. Adorable in some eyes, deplorable in others, the sturdy, push-faced, perky-eared, world-weary-looking, and distinctive um, scowl the French Bulldog became the nation's most uh, prevalent purebred dog in the U.S. That was announced on Wednesday. Frenchies ousted Labrador retrievers from the, uh, from the spot after a record 31 years. The question you may be asking, why? They're comical, friendly, loving little dogs, says the Bull- French Bulldog Club of America spokesman. With the modest grooming and exercise needs, she says, they offer a lot in a small package. Poor, poor labs. It's okay. Those Labrador retrievers are so happy they won't even notice. Yeah, they're just, they just tend to be happy at a distance. Yes. 
Well, this had to be written, apparently. The National Park Service posted, When a bear attacks, don't push a slower friend down. Really, they needed to post that because apparently the will to live has caused some to wait sacrifice me, a friend. Don't push your slower friend down. When a bear down. attacks, don't push a slower friend down. Wouldn't the slower friend get caught by the bear anyway? You shouldn't need to push them down. Well... I don't know, but the National Park Service advised park goers facing a bear attack not to push a slower friend down, prompting a humorous back and forth with social media users with a joke of their own. If you come across a bear, never push a slower friend down, even if you feel the friendship has run its course. The service tweeted on Tuesday, seeing a bear in the wild is a special treat for any visitor to the national park. While it is an exciting moment, it is important to remember that the bears in the parks are wild and can be dangerous. Well, the NPAs, the National Park Service, You're listening to went the on Georgine to warn Rice that Show as spring podcast. arrives and snow begins to melt, many bears become more KPDQ. active. Well, the NPS also linked the uh, linked uh, readers to a document detailing safety tips regarding how to avoid potential bear attacks, and one of them did not read "push your friend down" in hopes that they'll go for your friend. Well, the tweet, which uh, has approximately 5.4 million views as of Wednesday, prompted hundreds of comments, as you can imagine, some of which uh, the the um, verified MPS Twitter account replied to. Check in on the friendship before you head to the woods. The NPS told one user who asked what someone should do if they are the slower friend. <laughs> Okay, but what if the bear looks really hungry? Don't, t- don't they deserve a little snack as a treat? Asked another user, to which the MPS replied, Do you consider yourself the faster or the slower of the two friends? Responding to a, a user who asked if the, it would be okay to push an acquaintance in front of a bear, the NPS wrote, Friendships are special, but they don't happen by chance. It takes effort and trust to build a lasting friendship. Good luck. <laughs> so... I just want you to know, James, that if you and I on some occasion were to find ourselves in the forest and a bear were to appear, I would assume you would be the slower of the two of us because the sheer adrenaline and fear would force me to propel myself forward. I would not. I will not. I shan't push you down. No, I would imagine you'd outrun me as well. But you're also you also have competitive running in your past. I don't. Yeah. However you want to put it. I just want you to know I will leave you in the dust. I will abandon you uh, like we never met, but I will not push you down. I, I love I, you, bro. I, I love you, man. I appreciate you, that, and I'll be thinking about yourself, it as I'm the I'm snack. gone. G-O-N-E. I will speak to your wife and daughter. I will give them my condolences, but you are on your O-W-N. Love you, man. <clears throat> Um, a demolition crew found 116-year-old time capsule at the University of Illinois. Now, that would be kind of interesting. Yeah. Should we do a time capsule? No. Yeah, probably not. What would we even put in it? I mean, who would be interested in what we would put in there? An old no microphone? Uh, that Grogu hat I wouldn't mind putting in there. And the shoes and the shirt. Although, you'd have to have a spare because I don't want to see that either. You know, you'd actually be... I don't have spare shoes here, but... Well, oh, the shirt. The shirt, the shirt. Um, do you have a spare? I, mean, I do have a sweatshirt on over it. Oh, so, so you could just zip up the sweatshirt. But recently, I we were we were given for uh, promotional appearances. We were given new KPDQ shirts that's uh-huh. sitting at my desk. Well, there you go. So yeah, I mean, so when we're I finished here, would you take there. those things off and we'll put it in a time capsule? Yeah, no, <laughs> pretty much not. 
Anyway, the demolition of a building on the University of Illinois Urbana um, campus yielded an unexpected discovery. A 116-year-old on your own, the bear would just have to. Anyway, school officials said workers carrying out the demolition at the um, Eleni Hall, a project that began in early February, were clearing the building's cornerstone when they found a time capsule from 1907. Officials said they had no record of a time capsule being concealed in the building, which was originally constructed for the local YMCA. The school said the time capsule will be turned over to the university YMCA, The capsule will be opened as part of the group's 150th celebration in the autumn. So they're not even going to open it right away. Oh, see, I was hoping to hear what was in there. Me too. Well, it's one of the the ways that we can help preserve history. The building is uh, no longer here. We've documented the buildings historically. Uh, This is part of that building and the Y can keep it as far as the, uh, as part of their heritage, said one of the uh, officials from the school. Yeah, I was kind of disappointed when I... I mean, hopefully, you know, and obviously I have the uh, top of the hour break and to get over this, but uh, the um, hopefully there's not a bear in there because not only will, you know, he eat the slower person at the YMCA, um, you know, he's going to be extra angry that he had to stay in there an extra eight months or so. (laughs) Yeah, probably. By the way, today is St. Patrick's Day on behalf of my sainted mother-in-law and my husband, who's Irish and Norwegian. Happy St. Patrick's Day. Christ be with me. Christ be within me. Christ behind me. Christ before me. Christ beside me. Christ to win me. Christ to comfort me and restore me. Christ beneath me. Christ above me. Christ in quiet. Christ in danger. Christ in the heart um, that will love me forever. Christ is um, in mouth of friend or stranger. That's a quote from St. Patrick. Poorly quoted, but you get the idea. All right, we're going to take a break. Coming up, we've got uh, news and traffic, but then we have this week's Christian Outlook, so stay with us. Thanks for listening to the Georgine Rice Show podcast. If you'd like to download a podcast of the show or would like more information on today's guests, please visit the show at kpdq.com or on Facebook. Follow the show on Twitter at G. Rice Show and like us on Facebook. And join us live every weekday at 4 for more critical thinking for critical times on 93.9 KPDQ.